Check, check, check. Check, mic check. This is Robert, recovery guy. Life is what you make it. Let's make it what it was designed to be. Hell yes. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome. Welcome to the checkup. And I do appreciate your flexibility. This is... uh, uh, our change, uh, I had mentioned the other day on Tuesday's podcast that the checkup is moving to Friday. So thank you for adjusting your schedule so we could accommodate um, uh, more opportunities, special um, recordings uh, and podcasts and things we're looking to do in the middle of the week. So I had to move uh, Thursdays out to Friday just to create a little bit of space and get that done. So Thank you for your understanding. I'm always excited to share with you uh, what uh, God and my recovery is doing for me and those I have an opportunity to be in front of in all the areas uh, of our life. Always want to thank you for your support. You've been incredible. I'm very excited about uh, 2020, our uh, a Patreon connection, and all of the opportunities uh, uh, that I'm given. Uh, my my dilemma, and a dilemma is uh, the, the opportunity to do more than one thing, uh, but you're not able to do everything that you want, and it creates a, a dilemma. It creates a, a little conflict sometimes, uh, schedule-wise and personally, um, so I have to prioritize and organize. And you know what I'm talking about. We all have busy lives and juggling the different roles um, that are that we um, have as we participate in this thing called life. Uh, I do want to thank you for your responses. They're incredible. Keep them coming in. Uh, thank you for all of the comments and, and the suggestions that you've been giving me. Uh, I'm continually inspired. Um, I got a message from my friend Sarah yesterday, and it was just, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Let's cover this. Let's cover that. Because she knows that uh, we're all affected on different different levels. My, my friend Sarah uh, is not in recovery from addiction, but she has seen recovery uh, or addiction ravage uh, uh, her personal life and the relationships uh, she has. And so uh, we want to try to cover all of those. Uh, so again, Keep those topic suggestions coming, and I really hope to incorporate your ideas in in upcoming um, uh, episodes. Um, And speaking of upcoming episodes, uh, uh, a guy who's doing great work, I need you to get over to that Sober Guy podcast and and, and hear what uh, uh, Shane Raymer is is throwing down. Uh, You're going to love this guy as as I do, and and hope in 2020... uh, Shane and I can collaborate on a couple podcasts to uh, to expand our audience and share with each other what we're doing, uh, not only as individuals, but a collective in this 
recovery movement, this recovery community that we share uh, with each other. Uh, Also, please let me know if your group or organization uh, wants to bring me in to share. Uh, I have limited openings over the next few months. Uh, uh, This week, I will have uh, done uh, uh, Celebrate Recovery and then also my opportunity uh, uh, at Annie's house, which is always a blessing to go uh, and share my experience, strength, and hope with you. Uh, Just got back from Las Vegas, as many of you know, uh, uh, always looking forward to go there. Uh, It gives Laura and me extra time. That car drive, it's about uh, five and a half, six hours from uh, where we live in Salt Lake down there. So having that extra fellowship and that time on the way down and the way back with Laura is is always a refreshing time as we're always looking for time with each other to encourage, to share, to update, to make sure that we're grounded in the most important relationship in our life, uh, and that is the one that we have together. Obviously, our most important relationship is with God as we understand God, and I hope that is for you. After that, my most important relationship uh, in my life is the, is the relationship I have uh, with Laura. Uh, we also have great time to spend with our daughters, uh, uh, with our grandchildren. Uh, I had a great opportunity uh, to spend some time with Steve M. And if you have not listened to Tuesday's podcast, uh, The Fix, uh, go back and listen to that. Steve is an incredible individual with great insight. And as you know, um, Steve was there waiting for me when I got to the rooms back in 1986. And he's still waiting for people to come in as he continues to get well and go down this journey uh, of recovery. And as we all know, and I'm sure we all share this feeling that if there's anything good that we have in our life, we owe it to the recovery that we have been offered. Obviously, with any offering, um, it has to be accepted. It has to be received. Uh, So I hope as you are... uh, offered this thing called recovery. Wherever you're at, if this is your first day, you are being offered a lifetime plan to become well, to recover from the inside out. And I love what it says in the forward to the first edition of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, We suffer from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, right? And what I really like about that statement is that we think it's real, this hopeless state of mind and body, but it only seems that way uh, because we are not hopeless in our mind and body. And the tools and the gifts of recovery that we are given continue to reveal that to us as we, as it says again in AA, as we trudge this road to happy destiny. Uh, So let's get right to today. Uh, The topic is called healing hurts. And you can take that two ways. Uh, healing hurts because we have hurts in our life that need to be healed. And along the way, the healing we have to go through can hurt us, can cause us pain or concern. Uh, Nevertheless, we need to learn how to work through those hurts so we can heal those hurts. So what does it mean to to heal? Uh, And and again, my buddy, dictionary.com, here we go. Uh, healing means to to grow sound, 
It means to get well. Getting well is healing. And I love the portion in the big book that says, I can become well. And who doesn't want to become well? If you are a person like me who was sick, being well should be the goal. It means to mend. It's the act or process of regaining health. Now, I don't know if I was ever healthy. And so the part of regaining uh, is something of a mystery to me. But I have had periods where I felt okay. Uh, So either way, it is the act or the process of either attaining for the very first time our health or regaining if there was ever a period of time that we were healthy. Um, I was I was speaking with a with a person at Annie's house and and this terrible story of of her having been uh, uh, clean and sober for two and a half years and living this wonderful life and and this tragic um, event of occurred in her life where she was violated in some terrible ways, not only emotionally but physically. But she was physically harmed and ended up in the hospital. And some certain things occurred, and and um, and it triggered a relapse. And so she was sharing with me, you know, Robert, I, I was healthy, um, and then these events occurred in my life. And she wasn't saying it from the standpoint of an excuse. She knows that uh, there's a certain amount of responsibility, not that she was taking for this uh, invasion in her life and the violation that this person created, but not um, doing the things that she knew she could have done uh, to prevent that relapse. So she's looking to regain health. And I'm so proud of her that she wants to get back to where she was and living that life of being happy, joyous, and free. So so it says regaining health. So what is health? Health is soundness of body or mind, right? Soundness of body or mind. We heal physically. We heal mentally. We heal spiritually. We heal emotionally in those four domains of life, the emotional, the, the mental, the, the, um, the physical, and the spiritual. It is a freedom for disease, freedom from a disease or an ailment. We suffer from a disease. We have an addiction. We have a problem. We have a, a mental obsession coupled with a physical allergy. It's the mind-body. It's the yin and the yang of this thing that we go through that keeps us uh, in, uh, in defeat and in loss. But as we approach this thing called health, we begin to regain. Again, uh, we, we suffer from a a hopeless state of mind and body, we we begin to get that back. We begin to develop a soundness and we grow on that as a building would lay its foundation, as the engineers would would lay down the footings and 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 then build the building on top of the structure, the the soundness, uh, the firmness of that foundation to to build a sound building. And that's what we do. And that's why early on in recovery, we don't want to cheat the program. One of the examples I, I gave the ladies at uh, uh, Annie's house, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to put a ladder, you know, a side of the building that's going to give you an opportunity to get to to the roof. And the only the only obstacle is I'm going to 
let you know that you have to start in the fifth step, would that be reasonable? And they, of course, said no. And I said, well, why not? And they said, because we need the other steps to get to the fifth step. Of course we do. So we see that in its physical representation of climbing a ladder to get to the roof. We have to make sure we see that on all of those other levels in the plan of recovery. Whatever plan of recovery you're on, there are steps that need to be taken in a particular order to help ensure that the foundation we are trusting one day at a time for the rest of our lives is a sure foundation. Um, did you ever sit in a chair that you don't trust? Did you ever touch it? I do that because, you know, at 240 pounds, not every chair can accommodate me the way that I want it to, especially when I used to weigh almost 400 pounds. That was even more so. But I always like to sort of feel the chair, make sure it's sturdy, make sure it can take the weight of a person like me who who can sit down rather hard, right, as we do in life. Uh, or as life does for us. And we want to make sure that there's some stability there because would you would you knowingly sit in a chair that you didn't think could support your weight? I think not. So let's not fool ourselves in our personal recovery when so much depends on it, especially our life. Because the reality is those of us who are in addiction We suffer from a terminal illness. If we don't solve this thing, the likelihood is we will become a statistic and we will die in our misery. You know, one of the things that Pastor Rick Warren of Celebrate Recovery said is that we we get in this thing called a rut. And a rut is, is a grave with both ends kicked out of it. And if we don't get out of that rut, we die. And, and if we don't have a sure foundation, we end up in a rut, and that can be a very dangerous place. So let's make sure that that foundation of health is laying for us so we can solve and overcome the hurts. What is a hurt? Uh, a hurt is to feel or suffer bodily or mental pain or distress. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't we do that? Isn't there a great bodily price we pay uh, for this addiction? Isn't there a great price we pay for the mental pain or distress that we go through as individuals? On top of it, we cause bodily or mental pain or distress in the lives of others who surround us, who, who have to watch us leave or watch us go through this thing called addiction while we, while we stay. So let's work on a plan of healing hurts because healing does hurt, but we need to work through the pain. And this is where a support group can be so important. Find people in this recovery community. Social media is a great uh, avenue for that. However, I do believe we need someone, something local to help us. Excuse me. Someone local, because we need accountability. And as as I did a, a podcast on social media recovery, it doesn't offer a lot of accountability because it's too easy for me to block you. It's too easy for you to block me to say, you know what, your opinion doesn't count. 
I'm going to exclude you from my life. And we, and we, we can be guilty of that as sometimes I don't want to hear what you have to say because it means I need to look at myself internally. I need to look at myself in that proverbial mirror and I need to admit that maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was too critical. Maybe I wasn't critical enough. Maybe I need to change some old ways, some old thoughts, some old ways of thinking that maybe bring up some past hurts that I've not healed through, that I need to do the work. I need to be confronted. And so having local accountability, find a 12-step group, find a church, find an organization where, where we can come into as a person seeking help and a person looking to help because healing is a two-way street. It really is. I, I love how this works. Um, you know, again, going back to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and, and to church and to fellowship and the other organizations that really promote a fellowship, right? Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that we might solve our common problem, right? We have a common problem, and then we want to help those who suffer, help those because those we help help us. Healing is a two-way street. We have to separate the healing of those we have harmed and the healing we need to do for our own life. We, we, we can't worry or be distracted by what others may be feeling or going through because it can really detour or stunt us in our own healing. And this was so displayed to me the other night. And I've shared with you um, my addiction and, and walking out on my daughters and, and the, the destroyed lives, you know, in, in the wake of my addiction um, the things that a sick person like you and I do, or maybe you're on the other side of the coin and those things were done to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But Laura and I had such a great time to spend some time with um, with my daughter, Carol, and and as we were sitting there having dinner and fellowshipping and just sharing sharing things, and, and everything is out in the open with us, and and that's so important uh, with, our, with our healing um, you know, and part of that whole regaining health, right, from a mental and emotional, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, we're only as sick as our secrets. So my daughters and I, we don't have any secrets anymore. We're very transparent. We're very open with each other because they are healthy, and I want to join them in their health as I am healthy, and they want to join me in my health, and we have such a blessed relationship, and I'm so grateful for the sacrifices that they've made to include me in their life over the years. But I was sitting and chatting with Carol and, and she said, you know what, dad, those years that you thought that what I was going through was about you, it really wasn't. It had nothing to do with you. She said, you and I were fine. We were perfectly fine. So if there's something that you were owning that you thought involved me, it was really about you. And, and I sat there and I was amazed at the insight of my daughter 
who knew herself so well a number of years ago, and this goes back 10 and 15 years. And as we all worked through this process, and she was saying, Dad, check yourself because I was okay. And what I was going through had nothing to do with you. And and I had to just stop and 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 reflect and say, wow, was there something I missed? Or, and, and that's why I I want you to know that we can't be worried or distracted. Do you know what? And I was. And Laura would even come to me and say, why is this bothering you? You need to separate what you need to work through with what they're working through and not what you perceive to be real. You can't allow what you perceive to be real because it might not be real. It could just be a mirage. It could be an emotional distraction. And you know what? As I sat there and had dinner with Carol, she revealed to me that it was. And 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 I'm not going to go back and use it as a two by four to beat myself up in because I was growing in so many other areas. We don't get well overnight. You know, we don't get well in a vacuum. We don't recover in an instant, just like we didn't get sick overnight. We didn't get sideways overnight. We didn't get maladjusted. Uh, we didn't ruin the relationships overnight. Our, our life did not become a train wreck overnight. And you know what? We don't get well overnight, but we, we do have to be open to healing the hurts. And I'm so glad that she had the courage to share that with me and the confidence in her own recovery over the years that she would be able to care about my recovery. And I was so encouraged and so blessed by her love for me and her insight that I really had to share it with you because maybe you're going through that, right? As, as you're looking to heal some of the hurts, and we know that healing hurts because we don't always gain the relationships back in the way that we, we want them to, um, but over time we gain them back. And, and if I was to pass away today, <laughs> I'm not hoping to, so I'm looking out for those buses and I, I'm taking my medications and making sure that I stay healthy, right? I want to live a long life. I'm 66. I'm, I'm looking forward to being 67, 68, and so on. But you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm always needing to explore and to examine and to to reflect and to see, is there a hindrance? Is there something I'm missing along the way that I can become even more healthy and 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 have this two-way street of watching others become well who are important to me as I become well? Um, again, uh, it's it said, and I shared this again the other night at uh, at Annie's where uh, we, we can't view recovery um, as, as a furnace where we're waiting for other people to, to join the furnace as a, as a new coal to keep things going. We need to do everything for ourselves to make sure that that fire is going and that we are vital and viable to people who would re-enter our life so we can be healthy and get healthy together and encourage each other. Uh, and I and I hope this resonates with you. So as you are looking to regain or restore relationships with others, 
Don't forget the most important relationship. And if you see a stumbling block along the way, and this is such a great takeaway for me, if you see a stumbling block in a relationship you're trying to regain or restore uh, or create for the first time, uh, look within yourself first. Look and see, is there anything that I need to do to be healthy for me? Because a lot of times, it's just about being patient. I heard this talk years ago by this uh, Christian speaker, and her name was Joyce uh, Landorf. And uh, my sister Mary introduced me to concepts of Joyce and was a, was a great fan of hers for obvious reasons. And, and Joyce had this series, um, I think it was called In His Time, something like that, the overall I think there were five or six parts. And one of the one of the segments was called God's Waiting Room. And I loved the whole word picture of it, God's Waiting Room. Uh, as we all know, we've gone to the DMV, we've gone to various appointments, doctor's appointments, what have you. And we had this waiting room where we need to sit in for them to call our number. And as we're waiting, the likelihood is we are waiting with other people, right? And and that helps my weight considerably. It's kind of like a Muzak. It's a distraction. So I'm not just sitting there thinking I'm alone because we're not alone in this thing called healing. There's a lot of people out there who are looking to get well, who are looking to heal. And they're in this emotional, spiritual sometimes physical, and of course, mental waiting room with us. And and it's how we wait. Um, I can't wait for them any more than they can wait for me, but we can wait together and share what we're going through uh, as we are waiting for this person, place, or thing to adjust itself, or we adjust ourselves to it so we can have a healthy relationship moving forward but I can't be distracted on what they're waiting for because it will hinder what I'm waiting for. So if I, and I think what Carol was telling me was, you know, dad, you were, you were waiting for me to get well. And while you were waiting for me to get well, you missed your opportunity. They called your number and maybe you missed that opportunity to get the healing you needed along the way. And that was profound. And I'm so grateful that that it's adding. So, so again, I'm not using it as a two by four to beat myself up with, but it's an added awareness, something I already knew, but I obviously I needed to expand on it. So as I move forward, it's something that I'm going to add to my recovery resource because I think it will help me be better for me. And as we all know, we want to be the best possible version of ourselves, so we can be more equipped to, to aid and assist those in our life, those who have been in our life waiting for an opportunity to grow in their relationship as they're healing their hurts as well. Or maybe it's a new relationship and we can, we can aid them or help them understand as they're looking to regain their health to get that soundness of mind or body uh, from the mental pain or distress that they're going through or that they caused along their 
road of recovery or actually their road to their addiction, their illness, their sickness, but now they're looking to relieve that, to set that aside because we do heal. We do get well. Are there vestiges of the damage that we've done? Is there an integral price that we need to pay? Maybe there is, but everything else we gain completely overshadows anything that could be left behind. Uh, I would be foolish to, to focus on the things that I'm waiting for because it would get in the way of all the things that I have to enjoy. I've said it before. I will say it again. I am overpaid in every area of life. In all the dimensions and the domains that are important to me, I am overpaid because those of us who have recovered, we have cheated death. We have literally cheated physical death because that is a result of people who engage in the behaviors that we engage in along the way. If you don't think that's true, go back and do a history of the obituaries and find out how many drug and alcohol-related and bulimia and anorexic and suicides because of gambling and, and destroyed families and deaths because of pornography. Look at the statistics of all the people that, that, that substance took their life or they took their life as a result of their behavior. Look at the statistics and their overwhelming evidence that if we don't get well, we die. And we are well. We have recovered. And if you haven't recovered yet, but you're on the recovery journey, join us. This is a recovery movement. And again, we did not get, we got sick apart, but we get well together. We go from broken to whole, which is the motto and the theme of recoveryguy.org. And we join this thing together. And I hope you join me. I hope you join Jane and JJ and Juan and, and Carol and everyone who's involved in this thing called recovery, no matter what side of the page you're on. I was sharing with my friend Eric yesterday and God bless my friend Susie, who is such a giant in this life as a single mom and raising her teenage children in Al-Anon and all the victories that that she has had. And no matter what side of the table you're coming from, we all are looking to heal. We are all looking to overcome the hurts that we have caused or that have been a cause to us. And we can do that together because we are in God's waiting room simultaneously. Why not share as Carol and I did across the table the other night? Let's uncover truths about our journey and share what we have learned along the way. I hope that you do. I hope that you you listen to this podcast, that you share this podcast, that you comment on this podcast, and not just these, but the ones we have done. We are now, I think, on our 50th podcast, 51 or 52, and we're continuing to grow in, in, in listenership. We're continuing to deepen our topics of how we can get well together. So let me know what those things are so I can incorporate, so <coughs> I can be... excuse me, I can become more well. You can become more well. That we're not on this journey alone. We are traveling this road together one day at a time for the rest of our life. 
Thank you for joining me today. Check out patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. See how you can support this mission. Go to recoveryguide.org. Let us know what we can do. My name is Robert and I am the recovery guy. I was trying to do everything.